Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning into The Backstory. I hope you're having a great week. I actually just celebrated a birthday last week. I turned 42, and I went for my morning run, and I got to spend time with friends and family over dinner. And this morning, I woke up feeling a little slow, a little sore, if you will, and I thought, let's talk about why this happens. Let's talk about inflammation and how inflammation affects your health. When you think about the word inflammation, you might visualize images of a swollen ankle after playing tennis or hot knees, red knees after a long bike ride. But inflammation is more than that. It's also involved in a lot of serious diseases like heart disease and cancer and Alzheimer's, obesity, diabetes, a whole host of inflammatory conditions, and even infectious diseases like HIV, AIDS, and now COVID and long COVID. And today I want to touch a little bit about both acute and chronic inflammation. And how do these two processes maintain all the functions that keep us alive, that help regulate our heart rate, our breathing, and most importantly, the glucose and insulin levels that circulate in our body? So what exactly is inflammation? Inflammation is the body's natural way of defending itself against tissue damage, and also against viruses and bacteria and infections that I mentioned. But it's the defense that is governed primarily by the immune system. So what happens with inflammation, your body dispatches white blood cells and other proteins to affected areas, and that's why those areas become red and swollen, and sometimes you even develop a fever. That's your body's way of fighting an infection. But sometimes this really acute or immediate response is not so effective, and at that point, your body's acute inflammation becomes chronic, and this is what can result in harm to the body. What happens with acute inflammation, it's typically of short duration, lasting minutes to days, maybe even up to a week. And essentially, your body releases fluids and blood proteins, white blood cells, like I mentioned before. And this excess body flow to the site of injury also causes some of the blood vessels to dilate. And again, that's what causes swelling. When this happens, there are a lot of leukocytes, which are white blood cells that come to the injury site and mount this initial inflammatory reaction. And basically the purpose of these white blood cells, which are the first cells to come to the site of injury, their job is primarily to clean up the area and prevent infection. And sometimes this acute immune response isn't quite enough to get rid of this foreign substance or this pathogen. And that's when the body has to elevate this level to the adaptive immune system. And basically, These are when these neutrophils, these white blood cells, are replaced by monocytes. And monocytes are long-lived. They last for up to months in that area. They also are involved in cleaning up debris and dead tissue around the site of an injury. But typically, acute inflammation resolves within a week or so. And if you have a prolonged immune response, that's usually indicative of infection. Now, chronic inflammation is a little bit different. If your body is not successful in getting rid of the cause of the initial inflammation, again, it could be a virus, it could be bacteria, it could be some type of chronic infection. But if your body is unable to remove the cause of this acute inflammation, 
your body may enter a state of chronic inflammation, and it's in this setting where the inflammation itself can become the enemy. Typically, we think of inflammation as a system in our body to remove some of these foreign substances or pathogens from the body, but it can also turn on by other causes. And some of these reasons include excess body fat, poor blood sugar control. All of these are reasons that the body is able to trigger an immune response and induce this chronic inflammatory response. So how do you prevent inflammation in the body? Now, there are a number of lifestyle modifications and changes that we're going to talk about which reduce inflammation, but probably the most effective one is weight loss. And according to a few studies from 2018, losing weight not only reduces the amount of inflammation in your body, but also if you reduce the number of calories that you consume, no matter what diet you follow, that also has an anti-inflammatory benefit. And some other ways to reduce inflammation in the body, which I have discussed in previous episodes, include eating a diet that's low in sugar, trying to avoid high fructose corn syrup, reducing your intake of saturated and trans fats, exercising regularly, reducing your stress. All of these lifestyle behavior modifications can significantly reduce the inflammation in your body and improve your overall wellness. The biggest problem with this chronic low-grade inflammation is that it's a silent problem. It's a silent killer, and there aren't easy ways to recognize some of the symptoms, just like high blood pressure. But some warning signs and factors that contribute to this low-grade inflammation are weight gain, fatigue, joint pain, skin problems, digestive issues. All of these problems can cause symptoms, and one of them could be this chronic low-grade inflammation. And since so much of this inflammation is closely tied to what we bring into our bodies, like tobacco smoke or chemicals, red meat, alcohol, sugar, and processed foods, it makes sense that changing our lifestyle and improving some of our behaviors is an effective way to cool that inflammation. And one of the easiest ways to start is by choosing the right beverages that science has shown will actually reduce inflammation. So the first is pineapple juice. And pineapple juice has probably one of the most researched and most powerful anti-inflammatories, which is called bromelain. And bromelain is found in abundance in pineapples. There was a study that came out in 2021 that explored the many possible therapeutic benefits of bromelain, including treatment for cancer, burns, cardiovascular disease, allergies, sinusitis, and even osteoarthritis. And one reason why bromelain is so effective at reducing inflammation is that it has a very high bioavailability, meaning that it can be absorbed quickly from the body and remains potent for a significant amount of time. Studies have shown that bromelain produces not only analgesic effects, but also anti-inflammatory effects, especially in patients with rheumatoid arthritis and patients with knee osteoarthritis. Now, while most parts of the pineapple do contain bromelain, the highest concentration is actually found in the stem. The stem is known to be a little on the tough side, so one of the best ways to intake this high concentration of bromelain is to blend up that core with the rest of the flesh of the fruit to make a delicious drink. The second beverage to reduce your inflammation is warm turmeric milk. Now, I have talked before in previous podcast episodes and newsletters on the benefit of turmeric. And turmeric is this yellowish orange spice found in Indian food. It comes from a powerful anti-inflammatory compound called curcumin, which has been known to help reduce the risk of many chronic diseases, 
such as heart disease and inflammatory pain from osteoarthritis. In fact, a really compelling article came out in 2019, which took almost 140 patients and split them into two groups. One group took turmeric three times a day, and the other group took 50 milligrams of a known non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, something called diclofenac, twice a day. And after two weeks, both groups were scored for pain severity. And the study found that turmeric was just as effective as this pharmaceutical-grade diclofenac at reducing pain and inflammation. And the benefit was that those patients taking turmeric had fewer adverse side effects. Curcumin and turmeric are absorbed better by the body when you take them with some sort of fat, which is why adding milk or some type of avocado to a turmeric smoothie or turmeric drink is probably the best option to optimize the bioavailability. The third beverage to reduce inflammation is green tea. Now, green tea is probably one of the healthiest beverages you can drink. It's packed with these antioxidants known as EGCG, which research has shown can not only increase metabolism, but enhance your fat-burning capabilities. And among all the different versions and variations of green tea, matcha probably has the highest concentration of EGCG, which is a very potent anti-inflammatory polyphenol. You know, we talk about polyphenols like resveratrol, which is contained in wine, but the amount of EGCG in green tea, especially matcha, is significantly higher than that found in a wine glass. In one paper from earlier this year in 2022 in the Journal of Food Science and Human Wellness, data suggested that those patients who took in green tea extract polyphenols, especially found in matcha, had stronger gut microbiome, which reduced the incidence of a lot of inflammatory bowel disease, such as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. So I've shared with you three beverage options that can bring down your inflammation and improve your health. But it's also important to recognize what you shouldn't eat. And I want to talk about a few items that we all intake during breakfast. So breakfast pastries like waffles, pancakes, which are my son's favorite breakfast food. And they're probably easy to grab when you're in a rush, but in all honesty, they can actually contribute to inflammation if you eat them often. And there are a few reasons to avoid pastries if you're concerned about inflammation and your gut health. The first is that they're very high in refined carbs. Now, foods that are high in fiber can encourage the growth of beneficial gut bacteria and help with reduced inflammation. But on the other hand, breakfast pastries are typically low in fiber and high in refined carbs, which are known to promote the growth of harmful bacteria and cause inflammation. And that's because when you eat refined carbs, your blood sugars spike dramatically, which sets off this whole inflammatory response in your body. In addition to refined carbs, there's also refined sugars, which can increase your blood sugar levels, again, triggering inflammation. And many of these breakfast pastries use the same form of refined sugar known as high fructose corn syrup. And eating high fructose corn syrup on a regular basis can cause direct inflammation in the gut and also lead to blood sugar issues and thereby increasing systemic inflammation throughout the body. And research supports this. We know from numerous studies that eating too much sugar has been shown to create an imbalance in the gut, which can then set off all those inflammatory pathways that I mentioned earlier. So one of the best ways to lower inflammation in your body is to eat more anti-inflammatory foods. I already mentioned a few beverages, but what about food? And breakfast is a great opportunity to start your day with fruits and vegetables, things that are high in fiber like nuts, whole grains, and avocados are a great source 
for gut healthy omega-3 fatty acids, which we know are anti-inflammatory. And in addition to that, avocados are high in fiber, which is what your gut needs to be happy. So the bottom line is you are what you eat and what you eat can affect the inflammation levels in your body. Breakfast pastries like muffins, waffles, pancakes, which are high in refined carbs and refined sugars are known to cause inflammation. And adding foods that are high in good fats like avocados or high in fibers like fruits and oats can have anti-inflammatory benefits and promote a healthy gut. And don't forget about the drinks we mentioned, pineapple juice, turmeric milk, and green tea, all supercharged foods to bring down inflammation in the body. And thank you out there for tuning in to the Backstory Podcast. Remember, if you don't recognize an ingredient, your body won't either. You are what you eat. We've got your back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D dot com.